Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It is your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it. We are coming off of watching the New York Jets get completely destroyed, completely, thoroughly destroyed against the New England Patriots. The Patriots beat the Jets 54-13. to This is not a joke. I'm not playing around. They beat us 54-13. to It was a complete embarrassment. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the show. I'm really not all that fired up, to be completely honest. Really not all that fired up. This was a complete embarrassment. I'm talking complete embarrassment. From the time the whistle blew, the Jets were not in this football game. One of the biggest issues, one of the biggest concerns that we were worried about was, hey, will the New York Jets coming off a bye week be prepared to face this Patriots football team? Will they be ready? Will they come off the bye and sleepwalk? We've seen it in the past with other coaches, with Rex. We saw it with Todd Bowles. We saw it with Adam Gaze, where they were not going to be prepared. And so many of us thought it was going to be a different time this time. So many of us did, but it wasn't. It was more of the same. We came out and looked completely unprepared after having two weeks to prepare for this football team. You would have thought we only had two hours. This is a Patriots team that's coming off of a heartbreaking loss. We sat at home and we watched them. We had time to study. We had time to go. We came out of the gate completely unprepared and sleptwalked. And I'm going to start at the top with the coaches. This coaching, clearly horrific. This was a coaching clinic by Bill Belichick. All day and all night, him and his staff thoroughly outcoached the New York Jets coaching staff. Thoroughly. It wasn't even close. Not even close. No questions about what's going on here. Mike LaFleur, horrific play calling all game, all game long, as usual. And you guessed it, we came out slow offensively, couldn't get anything going early, still haven't scored in the first quarter, struggling all day. Play calling was so bad, it was horrendous, completely horrendous. We watched him go out there again, completely misutilized weapons, not finding ways to effectively get young guys the football in their hands, not find ways to make sure Denzel Mims, who's a healthy, healthy player this week, well, he's a healthy scratch, didn't have a first, didn't, didn't get his first catch until two minutes and 50-something seconds left in the fourth quarter. Nothing. Not even just the fact that he can't utilize guys and get them in there and figure out how to get footballs in their hands effectively. The play calling was so obvious. It was so telegraphed. He kept going back to the same shotgun running play that didn't work all game. It was getting sniffed out every single time he went back to it. He went back to it on a fourth down, which led to a turnover on downs. He went back to it on a two-point conversion try, which led to us not getting that. 
this play calling is so bad and scripted. I'm being honest here. It looks like Gaze is still coaching the offense of this football team. This looks like Gaze. I thought he was gone. I thought we fired him. This offense is Gaze-esque. I'm sorry. It is what it is. It's horrific. And it's got to change. Offensively, Zach Wilson got hurt as well. Went down. He's dealing with a knee injury. We'll continue to hear about what's going on with him. He was gone. He was gone the entire second half as well. They hit him early. He missed the, he missed the rest of the game. It was bad. It was really bad offensively. And we saw no changes, no adjustments offensively, nothing. And if you want to talk about lack of adjustments, boy, let me tell you, you can look at this defense. Usually, right, the defense is the better part of this football team. Usually is. The defense has been carrying this football team all season long. We're keeping it real. This defense today was terrible, completely terrible. Mosley was out, right? Mosley was out. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. He didn't play today. When I tell you the New England Patriots looked at us, they clearly watched our film. We've been struggling with screens. We struggled in Atlanta with it. We struggled with it against the Titans. And the Patriots looked up, and Bill Bilicek and his staff, Josh McDaniels, looked up and said, hmm, I think it's time that we run some screens against them. And that's what they did all game long. They literally beat us doing nothing but screens and passes to the flats. Earlier was Johnny Smith destroying us, destroying us, screen after screen after screen. These guys were just getting open, being able to run down the field, 20, 30-yard gains, tight ends killing us. Just nothing but screens constantly. Then when it wasn't him, it was Bolden coming out of the backfield, doing what he had to do, breaking tackles, getting around guys, scoring touchdowns. Before we even looked up, we were already down 14. That was early. They kept piling on and just put us away. The score was 54 to 13. At no time, no time in this game, after that whistle blew, the opening whistle, at no time were we in this football game. This was an embarrassment. This was an embarrassment. We saw no fire from Sella. We saw no fire from our offensive coordinator. Nobody played well. Nothing. We got manhandled. Our defensive line was manhandled all game. That Patriots offensive line did whatever they wanted to do. When it wasn't screens, when it wasn't flats, it was running literally up the middle, up the middle on first downs early and often, running straight at us for big-time yardage. This New York Jets defense gave up 148 yards on the ground. Harris himself had 100 yards, 106 yards and two touchdowns. This is mind-boggling. This is mine, but I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm sitting here with the Savages. We're watching the game live, as we do, disgusted by the horrific performance of this football team, coming out yet again sleepwalking after a bye week. You had two weeks to prepare for this team.
and got completely schooled. We got thoroughly outcoached in this game, and we got thoroughly outplayed. It was horrific. And if we weren't getting beat by screens, if we weren't getting beat by guys in the flat, if they weren't just rolling around all the place, then guess what? We were committing penalties, helping them extend their drives. It's horrific and insane. I'm not going to go on too much longer. We're going to get to some callers because I'm, 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 I'm out of my mind right now. Zach Wilson's gone down. We're going to see what happens. Hopefully he doesn't miss much time. But this Jets coaching staff and the way that they're – it is horrific. The way that they're calling games, the way that they're handling business, the way that they prepare is horrific by Sulla. That they looked at the bye week, they looked at the tape and realized there were some changes that needed to be made so they could get faster starts. This looked exactly – as a matter of fact, this looked worse than the Falcons game. This looked worse. We were worse. We came in here and completely went to sleep against the Patriots, and they destroyed us and ran the score up as well, as they would. There's no reason why Bill Belichick wouldn't do that. He hates us. We know that. It's an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed to be a Jets fan, and there's other fans in here as well embarrassed too. Undisciplined play. It's horrific. And I'm going to get to the lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. I know I have new callers. Do not call in cursing. That's the only rule on the show. You curse, I'll get you out of here fast. Faster than we got Adam Gaze out of here. As a matter of fact, he must still be coaching here. The offense looks as bad. Faster. Fast. We didn't get him out of here fast enough. Jeez Louise. Get into the lines. I'm coming to you first. 315. 315. I'm coming directly to you. You look like a new caller. Give me your name. Tell me where you're from. Give me your thoughts on this performance by the New York Jets offensively coming out. How do you feel about it, 315? Uh, uh, Sean here from uh, Tennessee. Uh, It's it's painful to watch. I, I, I feel like every week it's the same stuff. It's the same dead play calls. You know, uh, yep. the receivers are running terrible routes. They're all running in the same direction. Zach Wilson's not getting the ball out of his hands. And when Mike White came in, he looked like he was sharp off the ball. He was getting it out of his hands. And I was like, hey, well, why isn't this guy starting? But then, you know, we started seeing the mistakes with him, and the play calls were bad. But, yep. you know, um, Every time we start, you know, every season we got this new quarterback. It's Sanchez, and then it's Geno Smith, and then it's Sam Darnold, and now it's Zach Wilson. I am nervous. I'm like, I, I can't watch it. And then we get these mm-hmm. bad offensive play callers, you know, Chan Gailey, and then who was it after that? Mark Morton, and then Jeremy Bates. And now here we are again with this guy. It's like, what are we doing? What are the owners doing? What are the head coaches doing? You know, it's like we're one every week. Why, why didn't we make yeah. any changes? Like you said, we, we, we had two weeks to prepare for this, and we showed up and did nothing? We did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look, yeah, it, it's got to get my... go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what he's doing, and, and every every week we get the, the same stuff from Harvard Scholar. We, oh, we, we had a great week of practice. We had a great week of practice. 
it doesn't show on the field. I mean, I know you're practicing our defense, which is looking like, you know, junk lately. But, you know, where's all this great practice? When is that going to start showing up on the field? And everybody's yeah. been saying this all season. Why aren't we getting Mims on the field? You know, we're, we're, we're funneling targets to Ryan Griffin when we could get a guy like, you know, Mims on the field? Come on. The guy's 6'3", he, he, you know, he's got 4'3 speed, and you saw on the first pass that Mike White threw underthrown in double coverage, and Mims went up and over both of the, the DBs to try and catch it. You know, he didn't come down with it, but, I mean, like, look at that. He's, he's athletic. Is any other receiver yeah. on the team even attempting to make catches like that? No. Yeah. You know, and Elijah Moore, I wanted to be so excited about this guy. You know, oh, man, he could have been a first-round pick. He's got the speed. He led the SEC. And receiving yards, he looks lost too. It's like, yeah. you know, he, he's just trying to make these big plays, and I feel like maybe the coaching staff's putting pressure on him or something, but it's like we got to get these guys in a rhythm. And we started seeing it. Get the running backs involved. Look how many catches uh, uh, Michael Carter had. So he had eight catches or something for almost 70 yards. Why aren't we doing that more? Yeah. That would work. You know, you need yeah. to get Zach Wilson in a rhythm. Let's get some easy rhythm throws. And for some reason, every week we're doing these, like you said, these inside zone runs that go nowhere, and then we follow that up with play action, these long-developing play action passes that go nowhere because their offensive line can't block, mainly Van Roden. You know, McGovern, I I want to like McGovern, but he's starting to really show that he's not an answer. He's not a long-term, you know, guy. I I think we all know that. Van Roden, Mm -hmm. I was hoping – he was going to be at least decent for the season. He's out. Surprisingly, Fant looking great at left tackle. But when he played right tackle, he looked, you know, like junk. It's like, where do we go from here? What, how do we fix it? You know, it's yeah. like every year, every single season, it's like we get hyped up. It's off-season hype. Man, we got these young guys. we got these young coordinators. Man, we're going to do some really great things this season. And it's the same yeah. Stuff. I know I'm rambling here and I'm spitting this out real fast. No, I, but it's listen, like, listen. No, no listen. You know, we're so all frustrated. here. Yeah, and that's that's what we're all. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to listen. This is the vent session. We, yeah. like you said as well, the same thing. It's the same thing every time. You're watching these guys go out here and just play horrifically. I think one of the biggest surprises is the 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 lack of the lack of originality and play calling. Like you said as well, you talked about not being able to get the ball in our young guys' hands. That's unbelievable. Like, I don't understand yeah. how we still cannot use Denzel, utilize Denzel Mims effectively. How is that? Yeah. You had a full bye week to figure this out, a full bye week to game plan to make sure you get this guy in there and he doesn't get his first catch until the fourth quarter with two-something minutes left. Yeah. That's you, I, you said that – before you took my call, I heard you say that. I'm like, that's, if I get on here, if I'm, if I speak to you, we got to hit on that point. Why is this guy not getting targeted until the fourth quarter in garbage time? He's what a what is going on? And you're, you mean you can't figure out how to use a six three four three speed guy? Are you out of your damn mind? Come on, we got to get this guy the ball. It's cra- and you know what's even crazier is that when he has been pressed by the media about this, the first thing he talks about how, well, it's, you know, all these guys that got all these weapons, we've even started to hear things about, you know, the Jet- New York Jets possibly need to tra- trade Jamison Crowder to get Elijah Moore on the field. Listen, I'm telling you right now, if this guy cannot utilize 
bearing weapons, offensive weapons on a team, if you have vast weapons and that's a problem for you as an offensive coordinator, I don't think that the New York Jets are the place that you need to be. Because you would yeah, never no. hear something like that from Andy Reid. You would never hear nothing like that never. from Sean Payton. You would never hear anything like that from anywhere else. I have never, never. heard anyone ever say that we should, you know, the Chiefs should trade Tyreek Hill because they need to get Travis Kelsey the ball more. I have never heard that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I've never heard it. It's outrageous. Never. And, and, <laughs> and, and to backtrack it's on that, why, why, would we trade, why would we trade away Jameson Crowder? Every time he's on the field, he makes a catch. He makes the play. <laughs> I understand you want to try and get Elijah uh, you know, more in, involved, but you're not doing it effectively. If you can't do it, why would you trade away the guy who is making the plays? Exactly. You know, and, and like, I, like I said before, the tight end room is it, it's garbage. You know, Wesco can block. Griffin's a decent blocker, but we don't have any tight end that can catch the ball. Maybe we should stop using all these two tight end sets. Let's face it, they're not working. We can't do it. You know, like you said, the plays are telegraphed to the defense. We got uh, two tight end set, one on each side of the line, and we got two receivers, like, uh, you know, close on the line, you know, uh, five yards off the tight end. Why are we doing that? Let's spread the field. Let's spread the field. Let's get our quick, speedy receivers, young receivers that are athletic on the field, and maybe they'll make a play. Yeah. We can't keep doing this week after week. You know, we need guys who can yeah. get open quick because our line is not that great. No. You know, Listen, and, and, and now, okay, so we focus on the, on well, the yeah, offense. I, now let me to the defense I, let's real quick. Go, let's go to the defense. Go ahead, because I wanted to talk to you about this. is going to be my last question before I let you go. But when you look at this defense and the performance today, one of the things that shocked me the most, was how the Patriots' front literally just manhandled our defensive line. That offensive line yeah. was able to do whatever they wanted to do and impose their will on our defensive front. Did that surprise you? It did. You know, um, I, I you know I like Quinnen a lot. I like Rankins. Uh, you know, Franklin Myers. I like him. But it's like they were just getting beat. It's like crazy to see. It's like. These guys are like the heart and soul. Of, you know, when Mosley's done on the field, like, I'm like, well, you know what? At least our defensive line can hold their own. And today it was like, yeah. what? what's going on here? And I don't know, maybe it's because the linebacker group that played today was a little shaky, you know, and the defensive line was trying to do too much. I have no idea. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. And, you know, Ashton Davis, I can't watch that guy. I can't. Every time he's in coverage, um, you know, open field, it's one-on-one. He doesn't wrap up his guys. He tries to, you know, do these shoulder tackles. Wrap him up. Come on. This is fundamental football here. What are you doing? Wrap the guy up. Stop trying to go for some huge hit or some crap. Wrap him up and take him down. Come on, man. What's going on here? And, and, you know, there's the trade talk about May, and he says he wants to stay with the Jets. Let's say we offered him a contract, you know, above what he he wanted in the offseason. You think he's going to want to stay in New York? You think he's going to want to stay? I mean, you could offer him twenty million a year. You know, I'm just throwing on a random. Number. I, I I wouldn't want to play here anymore. You know, yeah. all the pressure is on you, and you, you got no help. You know, Hall yeah. has been, you know, on and off. I like him. I really want him to succeed. And some of the other younger guys, but the linebackers look horrendous today. You know, Cashman's yeah. injury prone. Every time he he sees the field, it's a new injury for him. Sherwood, I know he's transitioning from safety to linebacker. And they said, oh, yeah, he, he's looking really sharp this week in practice, just like every week, but he looked shaky. Uh, Quincy Williams, 
you know, he's got a couple of nice, you know, tackles every week, but he's got just as many bad plays as he does good plays. It's yeah. it's it's just well, hard I mean, to watch. He ended I, up I, having a uh, yeah, you know, you, you listen today. Today was just unbelievable, and Quincy did end up going out of the game. He's in the concussion protocol. Uh, so did a couple yeah. of other players as well. But and we'll see what happens with them going forward. But man, today was bad. Like you said, this linebacking court today was completely awful. They just got destroyed in coverage. They got destroyed in screens. And when it wasn't screens, it was Hunter Henry running wide open. You know, you got lucky yep. with John Lee Smith getting hurt and leaving because he was cooking us early. It was insane. But listen, Sean, I got to get back to these lines, man. I want to hear from you more often, bro. You really know your Jets, and I want to thank you for calling in. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, next week. Absolutely. You have yourself a good one, all right, my friend? Uh, you too. All right. Listen, Sean called in with the fire. Let's let's hey! I'm going to give him a little something there. I, I mean, this is just insane. That was a great call from Sean. This entire fan base is just completely beside themselves and upset. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. The lines are hot. They're open. Be patient when you call in. We're going to get to everybody. All right? And salutes to 808s and Crab Cakes with the big, 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 big donation. <laughs> I said salutes to 808s and Crab Cakes with the big, 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 big donation. All right? It's a huge donation. Salutes to <laughs> 808 says, I wish Zach a speedy recovery. Yeah, you know. I hope Zach Wilson is okay. Again, Zach Wilson went down pretty early with a knee injury. He got hit a play before, and it looked like that leg was jacked up just from a low hit. But then he also took a late shot from Matt Judon after the ball was gone, and he, you know, grabbed his knee, and immediately everybody kind of rushed him, and he ended up, you know, leaving again. He didn't play in the second half. So we're going to see, you know, what the reports are coming out about him going forward. I'm hoping that he'll be back, uh, you know, soon. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers again. Salutes and thanks to 808s and Crab Cakes. Now we're going to go to my guy, Venom G's, man. Venom G's. <laughs> Venom G, hold on, Venom. For those of you that do not know, Venom. (laughs) Venom is a savage, man. For those of y'all that don't know, all right? Listen, Venom. Salutes. I'm going to thank you for calling in. We sat back. We watched the game together during the live stream. Venom, give me your thoughts on this team coming out and sleepwalking. Did you expect them to come out and look as lifeless as they did at the beginning of this game? Oh, oh man, Joe. First, I want to apologize for last week, my comments, man. I just had to think about it and calm down, man. <laughs> and I, 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 under, I expected this. So now, you know, I'm looking at this from <laughs> – I'm looking at this from the 49 standpoint. Venom? I think we I think we might yeah, have lost yeah, Venom. Yeah, I'm here, Joe. Oh, go, go no, ahead. No, I'm here, Joe. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So I'm saying I, I, I'm looking at this from the first time um, the 49ers made their coaching change. The first year – they were bad, and then they got better. So I'm, I'm giving Robert Sala some slack a little bit here. 
But I, mm-hmm. the LaFleur guy, man, I think I don't understand. He, his brother coaches Green Bay. I don't know if you could call. Mm-hmm. You could call. You have people to call. You have people to call. Acts and, mm-hmm. and the West Coast system is supposed to be spread out. It's supposed to be a lot of that running style, quick, get the ball out your hand quick. Oh, man, this, this, this team just looks bad, man. It looks bad. You know, and the offense yeah. is, is, you know, and I'm not saying that this team isn't talented. It has some talent, talented pieces around it. I don't think mm-hmm. the Patriots have a great team. They're disciplined and they play to their strengths, and this team doesn't. You know, I don't. I don't know why Mims isn't even on the field. I don't look mm-hmm. at you know L.A. They have Henry Ruggs. They know he's a speedster. Send him on the out and have him go straight up the field. There's Waddle. Mm-hmm. There's Tyreek Hill. All these guys are there, and they may be one trick ponies, but they get the job done. I don't know why Mims. Mm-hmm. Is it getting the job done? I I don't know why he's not even seeing the field, but only one play well, and he's off off the field. Yeah, well I know I know why uh, Venom. And again, I want to thank you for calling in. I think I have the answer to that question. It's coaching. If you look at all those places you mm-hmm. just named, L.A. That's Sean McVay, offensive mind. He understands mm-hmm. how to play offensive football in this league. He understands how to utilize oh. offensive talent. Talk about. Kansas, yeah. I talk about Kansas City all the time. Andy Reid, offensive mind. He understands how to utilize offensive talent. You talk about, you know, we could talk about, hell, we could talk about the Bills. If you look what the Bills have done, yeah. that's in division. We watched them literally build a team and take a guy that we all said was a glorified running back and turn him in to an MVP candidate. Why? Because they yeah. have offensive guys there that understand how to utilize talent and put together offensive systems. The issue here, and it was as clear as day in this game, is that there's an issue with coaching here. We consistently yes, ask the same is. thing. We, we were a young team right and, and, this offseason. What was the strength of the offense, uh, Venom? Everybody said the strength of the offense was the wide receiver core. Why? Because they yep. had varying yep. skill sets, and there were so many things that they could do. Now we get it into the so, season. Was, and exactly. They had, there were so many things they could do. Now we get into the season, and we're seeing that these guys are not being utilized correctly. How is it yep. that Elijah yep. Moore – when you put the ball in his hands, our, 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 you know, that touchdown that Elijah Moore ran in, you put the ball in his hands. Then you don't do that the rest of the mm-hmm. game. Why is that? Yeah. Why is it that we're not, seeing I, Mims, we're not seeing Mims get a catch until the fourth quarter with two minutes left? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, and, and this is why, Joe, this score. is why. Go ahead, Venom. And this is why, because even, even – I'm not even saying, you know, LaFleur is in these – conversations of these other guys that you mentioned, the the enemies and, and Sean Payton, he's not even close to those guys. But even mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels, and this shows yeah. today how the, the the class is, there's levels, there's levels to this, man. And then even, like they say, you stick to what, you, what your quarterback does well, you stick to that yeah. and then build around yeah. it. And you, you feed them, make them master one thing, and I think what's happening with the Jets, they're trying to make Zach master a lot of things. And with this line that's that's horrible, is it's not coming together. They're going to have to rebuild this line. They're going to have to rebuild a lot of pieces on there. But how? Here's my here's my thing. And this was the same thing I said with Gaius. And you just kind of touched on it a little bit, right? If we're saying that he's basically putting players in positions that they should not be in, that, that trying to force them to do things that they don't do well, 
how do we necessarily know that, there's, that these players that we're ready to move on from are good or not? How do we know? We, because you're we not giving them a chance like to play just, call. But isn't that the scariest thing, though, though Venom? Yes, you're telling yes, me that we're going to do mother rebuild, because what it means is you're just blowing through draft picks. These guys that we're getting rid of or we're talking about getting rid of or we're talking about, hey, aren't working here, well, if you have a horrific play caller like we do and we've seen it this season, mm-hmm. it starts to make mm-hmm. you wonder, are they talented, are they not talented, or are they talented and not being utilized correctly? No, and, and we get to see this. And, and we get to see this every time. Every time that you trade players, look at Frankie Louvu and, and Carolina. He's balling. Look at Robbie Anderson when you put him away. Last year he was one of the top um, wide receivers. Now you're looking at one of it's, – it's, it's the system here. It has to be. It, it can't. You can't say nothing else, and that's why I said trademark is made. Get something for him. Let him have a have a bright future because right here, even you can see with the Jets, they're not homegrown in any talent and keeping them. What they want to do is get rid of all the talent that they have and start building over, and we're going to be in the same boat three years from now. And it, it's sad to yeah. say. It's sad to say this, man. Yeah. No, yeah. and, so and final... I'm just predicting the future. If if anybody, yeah. Marcus May won't get paid here. He's not. They're not going to give him the type of money he wants. They're not going to give any player the type of money they want. If you can lose Robbie Anderson over two million dollars, and that was a piece that your quarterback was really connecting with, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous. The way these guys handle this organization is ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I hear you, Vin. And my final question before I let you go, because the lines are hot. We're going to get to everybody. Everybody, please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. Listen, the thing that killed me the most was the defense is supposed to be like the strength of this football team. We've seen it. They carry the team. How floored were you watching us get beat by screen after screen after screen and no adjustments being made defensively to stop that? I, every every other team that I see, even if Cover two. Let's say let's say it's a it's a cover two. There's every team that has somebody out in the flats. This team doesn't. They play man and they run with their guys and leave the running backs wide open. And this this team is just horrible. And I I knew the line just from last week with the indication. Like you said, we wanted to see consistency. We ain't get to see consistency. And for them to play yeah. like this like how they played in Tennessee week in and week out. They didn't do that. So I think it's going to be tough for them to to muster up enough energy to keep playing like that through 17 weeks, 18 weeks of football. So, well, I'll tell you what, we keep yeah, playing like but, this. You don't worry about it. We're going to take an L every single time. But listen, Venom, yeah. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. It was great to hear from you, all right? You have yourself a good one. You too, Joe. Have a good one. All right, peace out. Listen, Venom G's calling in. Venom is a Jets fan through and through, okay? Through and through. Venom knows his Jets through and through. So we're going to continue on with the lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to 646. You look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. Give me your thoughts on the New York Jets coming out sleepwalking offensively. How would you feel about it? You on the phone? Hello? Yes, 646. Give me your name. Yeah, where you man. 
Yeah, this Roger. I'm from the Bronx, man. Okay. What's going on, my man? What's going on, Roger? You know what I'm saying? I got some What's up, man? What's going, on? What's going on, man? I've been a Jets fan since 95, man. <laughs> oh, that's been brutal. <laughs> that's been brutal. There's been some rough times since 95. What are your thoughts on us getting beat today? 54 to 13 uh, by the uh by the by the Patriots, man. I just say like this. I seen enough one and done. I know Robert Sala is going to be here for another year, but mm. get him out of here now. I don't need to see now wow. one more game. Now one more wow. game. He's worse than Adam Gates and Tal Bowles combined. Oh my goodness! Straight up. <laughs> wow. And nobody wow. can tell me nothing. I've been a I've, I've been a fan since '95. I've been through the worst. I've been through it all. This guy is a joke. Like straight up. Two weeks before points. Mm. Wow. I can't say nothing. That's, I, I, that's that's all I need to say. That's, I don't care yeah. what you tell me. We have talent on this team. I don't care what anybody tells me. It's talent on the defensive mm. side and it's talent on the offensive side. There's no talent coaching. These coaches mm. bone heads. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just out of it well, right listen, now, man. I'm sorry, man. No, listen, Roger, I hear you. I hear you, man. And, look, uh, I, it, it was a tough loss. It was an embarrassing loss. We sat and we watched it together. I'm thoroughly embarrassed to be a Jets fan, and I hear you, man. I mean, it, it's bad. Today was a full-blown coaching clinic, and we saw the difference. This team looked completely unprepared. And so my last question before I let you go is, Zach Wilson goes down, man. How concerned are you about this injury with Zach, bro? I'm concerned about the injury, but you know what's crazy? And my friends think I'm crazy and I'm, I'm a lunatic. I've been telling people since the preseason, I like Mike White. <laughs> he looks more mm. poised. I know he's not. He's not Zach Wilson. I get it. Trust me. I understand all the – but he looks more poised. The offense looks more better. We look, like, it just looked better with Mike White in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the injury for Zach Wilson, but let's just be real. We wasn't going nowhere anyway. So, bring Mike White in. Let's see what he could do. But this coaching staff is just horrible. I'm, I'm being real true. Yeah, it is. It, it's absolutely bad. Listen, Roger – this is a phenomenal call from you. I want to hear more from you in the future, man. Next time I have my show, you need to call in, bro, because you give your takes and you know your stuff, all right? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking my call up, man. Thank you, man. Have a good day. Absolutely. You have yourself a good one. Listen, this is Roger calling in. We got a lot of Jets fans on the line. Everyone, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Again, no cursing when you call into my show. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, all right? Faster than like Mike LaFleur can call a play, an offensive play that won't work. That's, that's faster than Mike LaFleur can ruin your offense. Oh, that's fast, too. That's fast. Faster than Mike LaFleur can call an awful play on third down. That's fast. Fast, man. Fast. I'll give you a triple on that one. That's fast. This guy's awful. Mike LaFleur is awful. This offensive game plan is terrible. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking calls. We're getting to everybody. Please, when you call in, I know I have new callers. Don't call in and curse. I'll get you out of here fast. This is a family show. Okay? Don't curse on my show. That's the only thing that gets you out of here. I'll listen to your takes, even if I disagree with them. I respect your takes, and I listen to you. We're all Jets fans, and we all have – I have love for all Jets fans. 
don't call in here cursing, all right? And mind your background as well, okay? Make sure we can hear you and everything's straight and we can get on and talk Jets all day. So next, I'm going to 973-973. I'm coming directly to you, 973. You know your Jets. Give me your name, man. Listen here. Give me your thoughts about this Jets performance today, getting beat by the Patriots 54-13. to What were your thoughts about the Jets coming out looking lethargic and just sleepwalking? Uh, hello? Yes. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Joe from uh, New Jersey, and this is just it, – it's, it's a pitiful performance. I mean, I just – I don't know where to start. I mean, Zach Wilson getting hurt, the defense looking yeah. completely dazed. And, you know, just – I don't know where to start. I really don't. I just – it's just a disastrous yeah. performance. Yeah. Just – I mean, just start with the offense. What are your thoughts about the offensive play calling? I thought that was horrific today. How would you feel about it? Pitiful. Pitiful, pitiful, pitiful. I mean, just running up the middle on fourth and two. I mean, you know yeah. that's coming. I mean, it's the most <laughs> obvious play call in the book. I mean, it's <laughs> running up the middle. I mean, and, and they're driving, too, in, like, the beginning of the second half. I mean, just – I can't believe – I cannot take this team anymore. You know what the worst thing about that play was, Joe? He had tried what? it three times, and it didn't work each time that he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he tried it three times, and it didn't work. <laughs> I thought Adam, it's mind blowing. Like, like, like you said, if predictable was a person, it would be Adam Gase. Well, if predictable was a new person, it would be Matt Lafleur. It would be Michael Floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but my question, for, my question for you though, Joe, is again, we've seen in the past, right, that when things were not working offensively, even with guys like Rex, right, Rex didn't know a, a, a darn thing about offensive play calling. But when he didn't like play calls, he would step in and say, hey, listen, Marty, this is what we're running. Run this. We saw him literally tell – and we saw games where he literally would tell an offensive coordinator, this is what we're doing, what you're calling, I don't like it. Why didn't Sella at some point step in and say, hey, look, this offensive stuff you're doing is not working, let's make a change. Why don't you, thought, why don't, why don't you think we saw – we've seen him step in and do anything like that? I think he trusts Michael Fleur way too much, to be perfectly honest, mm. and that's not a good thing. And plus, mm. Michael Fleur is just – he's proven he hasn't been adjusting. He's proven he hasn't yep. been you know, having a good play call coming into the first quarter. I mean, he's just proven yep. to just be very, very predictable on offense. And yep. I would – you know what? Going into the game – Corey Davis said, oh, we're ready, with a smile, like smirking in the press conference. I thought, okay, they're going to do some trick plays here or there. And then I look at the Patriots. They're doing the trick plays. They're doing the, yeah. the spiffy play calling on fourth and short, short third and short. I'm like, I'm like saying to myself, where's the calls on our side? Like, where's the spiffy calls on our side? Sure, we got one of yep. those calls with the touchdown with Elijah Moore, but that was it. I mean, just yep. we need more of those to just – yeah. At least look competitive and be less predictable. Yeah. And you know what's crazy done, is, again, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just done with LaFleur so far. I'm, I'm done with the LaFleur um, experience. And you know what's, what's even crazier, and what I was about to say, is right after Elijah Moore makes that big play and we get kind of a spark, 
right? We immediately get a spark. He goes straight to the bench. Right after, right after you know, Elijah Moore made his first catch when uh, uh, they, they got him outside, he made, a, he made a play, he was able to get away from a corner, he immediately took and put him, out, put him on the bench. So it's like, why aren't we utilizing our young players better? Again, when you see the sparks offensively, the, that touchdown that was scored by Elijah Moore on that end around, let's do more. Like you said as well, let's do more to get these young guys the ball in their hands to get the weapons going. If you were telling me, like I was told by the media and I was told by other Jets fans in the fan base, that Elijah Moore is the greatest wide receiver that the New York Jets have ever drafted, how does the greatest wide receiver that the New York Jets have ever drafted come out of this game with one catch? How is that possible? I don't <laughs> how know. How is that possible? How is that, that that's possible? Not, that's <laughs> not utilizing your players correctly. I don't know. I, I just – I really don't know. I can't even explain it. I mean, they sit in Denzel Mims, who was also a second-round pick last year, or oh and they, they liked him very much. I mean – I mean, I just, I, Mims I, I, is like, where's the ball, though? Yeah. He didn't get a catch until two minutes, two-something minutes left in the fourth quarter. This was a guy that was supposed to have a breakout season. He's having a breakout on the bench. We never see this guy, and he was fully healthy. You had two weeks to game plan to get this guy involved. Nothing. And it's not like it's loaded, right? We're struggling right now to score. We're struggling with the explosion. Guess who's explosive? this six-plus-foot-wide receiver that you got over here that can run like a gazelle and has great hands, but you fail to utilize him. His athletic, athletic ability was literally shown on that ball that Mike White threw that should have been an interception. This dude damn near jumped over the Patriots' corner to knock it down and play corner, and he's a wide receiver. And we're not utilizing him? Michael LaFour, I'm telling you, clock's ticking. I'm not a person very like talented. to say you fire a coach after a first year. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that that seat is starting to get a little hot, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Because he's a very talented struggling. player. I liked him. It's, it's mind-blowing. him coming out. Yeah, I know. Yes. It's, it's completely, completely mind-blowing. I, I liked Elijah Moore um, in training camp. I remember seeing him, and I remember seeing the throw that was trending all over Twitter where Zach was stepping up and throwing a bomb towards him. Where are more of those as well? Yeah. Like the bombs to Elijah. Yeah. Just get him the ball. Yeah. Get him the Dude, ball. It is mind-blowing. It's completely mind-blowing. So my next question and my final question for you, Joe, because you bring in the heat right now was, listen, man, how concerned are you watching this New York Jets front line get manhandled the way they did today? Our defensive line was like, Quentin Williams did nothing today. John Franklin Myers, nothing today. We're not able to do anything up front. What were your thoughts watching them just get completely mauled and manhandled by this Patriots offensive line? I mean, I'm just completely concerned, to be perfectly honest. I mean, we did pay mm-hmm. Jonathan Franklin Myers. He is a beast. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just the way they played today was just they, – they got beat. They got beat by a very good uh, Patriots O-line. I mean, we did play the Tennessee O-line. We did play the Atlanta O-line, which I got to admit, Atlanta's O-line isn't as – good as the Patriots O-line. But here's the thing. Tannehill takes like 10 years and a day to throw a football. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan, when, when he sees a guy and he's open, it's out of his hands. When Jones sees a guy and it's open, it's out of his hands. So, I mean, we're having problems with the guys that just let go of the football super-duper quickly. If, you, if we have a guy, uh, if we're playing a guy uh, against a quarterback that just takes like 10 years and a day to find a read, we're, we're going to get to him. 
that's what I'm so far getting out of this front seven. But they're, they're good, but they're not great. That's the problem. And yeah. this, and C.J. Mosley being out really killed us because, mm. you know, we were getting manhandled every play, every running play. We were getting killed. I mean, it was like nine yards per carry for uh, Harris today. I mean, it was just it was just a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it was completely ridiculous. Listen, Joe, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You spit some takes today. I want to thank you for calling in. I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, all right? Thank you. You too, Joe. All right. Listen. 54 to 13. 54 to 13. That's what happened today. <laughs> 54 to 13. And I don't want to hear it. We all know how Bill Belichick feels about the Jets. Don't even talk about, oh, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have said nothing. You know, he shouldn't have ran it up on us. Bill Belichick hates us, and we all know that. If you want, if you don't want to run it up, then stop him. We couldn't do anything. We'll keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine three nine. Call in. All right, we're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy Chris. Man, Chris, I'm coming directly to you. Chris, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Listen, 54-13, Jets got destroyed today. Give me your thoughts on the sluggish start that we saw from the Jets, bro. Time to think about a change, man, and the coach, man. This, mm-hmm. It's time, man. I mean, it's time as the clock starts, man, because if you look at the team, the bye week, and, you know, and, and all the, the team, I didn't expect the team to win, but, you know, to get beat by by that amount of margin is, is unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable. Yeah. And, you know, the offensive play calling is garbage. Um, it's time to start. The clock has started, man. I mean, we have a good quarterback, and you don't want to ruin him. And changing regimes in the first portion of the thing is not saying we made a mistake. This guy thought he, well, he thought he was and trying to make some changes. But uh, that's what I think, man. It's, it, the clock has started, and Salah, you know, it, you know, some guys are defensive coordinators, but sometimes it may be over their head, you know. Mm. So, well, for me, and, and I, I want to start with you because, yeah, you got some fire takes. For me, I look at the offense and I say it's consistently started slow this entire year. Every game, there hasn't been a yep. game where we've come out, just lit it up and been on fire. We haven't scored in the first quarter at all this year. I think we we only have yeah. one game where we scored – in the first half, I think this might be the second game where we scored in the, in the first half. But before this one, we only had one game where we had scored in the first half before this game. This offense is an issue, right. and we're seeing it consistently. Now you have two weeks to prepare. After You had a bye week. Yeah. Two weeks to prepare for this team upcoming, and we're seeing the same thing. Not utilizing guys effectively, young players and weapons, not utilizing them effectively. Your, your personnel packages are garbage complete garbage that you're putting out there on the field. We're seeing a lot of issues with, you know, getting guys in rhythm, him not being able to get Zach in, uh, in rhythm. And, again, you know, we're seeing that, um, you know, Zach is hurt, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But just not giving Zach easy plays consistently to get him in rhythm. So if you're if, – let's say you're Sella at this point, right? Are you looking to take the play calling away from LaFleur? Or are you looking to have him maybe partner with somebody to help? He shouldn't be just out there calling the plays by himself at this point because we're seeing that he's struggling consistently, right? If he wants to save his job, I mean, Doug Peterson's out there, man, and you, you know, yeah. and that's I'm to tell you, man. If if a coach like that, Super Bowl winning coach, is out there, 
Mm-hmm. And you know he has success with quarterbacks. And, you know, it might be in the – if Salah doesn't change and this team only wins one game or it's the same last year, you know, Joe Douglas, you know, he may have to be on his way out and, and Salah, to say it his way. I mean, I can speak for our Jeff fans. If we said we hired Salah and we wasn't expecting the the, the – the, um, the, the 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 team that we got or expected some improvement, expected some fight, you know, I wouldn't mind if the Jets got rid of him. And I would actually applaud. That would show something on on um, the ownership part that we're not going to accept losing. Let me give you an example, uh, a, a kind of an example, okay? In New York, the Knicks, okay, let's, let's look at their example. When they got rid of all those other people in the top office in the Knicks, then they got uh, you know they got these guys Scott Perry they got Leon Rose they got some other people in the executive then they they cleaned the house and got these executives in then you start slowly seeing the change in the organization so for me mm-hmm. looking at and it's a completely different organization now you know we can't we we can't accept this this is ten years of not playoffs yeah. and and. And consistent. Now, I didn't think the Jets were going to win today, but I didn't expect a 40. I expect maybe 30, you know, 30. The Jets maybe can score 21 points or 20, you know, 28 points, but not to get blown off the field. I, I mean, this is not, yeah. you know, this is not this is not what anybody signed up for. This is not, and Salah's on the clock. I'm just sorry. I mean, everybody says, oh, they want to fire the coach every week, but he's, he's on the clock, man. He, he, he has to be. He has to. We can't ruin mm. another quarterback. You know what I'm saying? If we can't yeah. do this Sam Donald thing again. We can't say, hey, you know, maybe year two he'll get it together. Maybe year three he'll get it together. No, no man. Listen, no. I, 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 Chris, everybody knows me, okay? You listen to the show. I'm the last to talk about fire the coach, especially in year one. I'm usually willing to give you two, three years. Two if you're just off. No, man. If you're Adam Gage, it, if you're Adam Gage, I, I was done after a week, okay, but I'm usually willing to give you time, but when you look at what's going on here, it's like, hey, listen, there's got to be things that have been addressed, okay? Now, look, this was a bad game for the defense, but outside of this game, the defense has, been, has actually played very well this season, but right. for me, it's like the inept, the inept play calling offensively you have to be held accountable for that because you hired this guy. LaFleur was the guy that you brought in, Sella. He was the guy you wanted in staff, and he is not working. Something has to change, especially when we're, we were all hyped about him, Sulla being hired here because we were all sold that Sulla wasn't just a defensive guy. He wasn't just going to be an offense. He was a guy that was a leader. He was going to be you know, the CEO, CEO coach. coach. Exactly. <laughs> you said he was a CEO coach, and we said he was, he would manage the defense, and he would manage the offense. Uh-huh. And has it okay. looked like that? Uh, it it, it hasn't Talk looked Chris. that way, man. He, you know Talk. what I'm saying? Because it doesn't look that way. what I want to hear. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're fact. You're talking factually. You know, when I say things like everything that everybody was saying three months ago or four months ago or whatever, right, people look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I have a thing that's called memory. I remember being told that he was a CEO of coaches. He was going to come exactly. in and make sure everything is – well, guess what? The CEO, yes, CEOs of businesses, they take credit for all the good things, but they also take credit for the bad. And when things need to be changed, they make the changes because everything that goes on with that company reflects on you, my friend. So if this offense and the lack of, lack of uh, offensive play calling that we're seeing, the lack of execution, the lack of explosion, the lack of going out there and being able to produce, guess what? That falls on you too. 
So this guy, LaFleur, needs to be straightened up, or you need to hand the play calling duties to somebody else or have them share the play calling duties with somebody else in the staff because this is insanity. We are seeing – We have some great players. I mean, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is a beast in Ole Miss, and so is Denzel Mims and Baylor. You you can't tell me they they can't play. (laughs) You You can't tell me they can't play, man. You can't tell me they can't play. And like I said, the offensive coordinator, regardless of this, if they're going to keep Salah around, which I think they should get rid of him, you know, at the end of the year, I think Doug Peterson is the, is the best coach for this team. He's the CEO coach. Wow. He can beat Belichick. He, you know what I'm saying? Proven can beat Bill Belichick in, in, in one-on-one mm-hmm. matchup. So that's the kind of coach that I want for this team. I want a veteran mm-hmm. coach that's a Super Bowl-winning coach. I don't want these young coordinators anymore. You know, I want a mm. winner. I want a guy who can go in there in the locker room and show his Super Bowl rings and say, hey, man, I can win a Super Bowl. That's the kind of leadership yep. we need. Salah yeah. has showed nothing, man. And I'm surprised, man. You know? But, I mean, it's best to – listen to what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying about two years or three years. But it's best to pull him off, pull, make that quick change quickly so Zach Wilson is not ruined. If we get if we got rid of, of Adam Gates in the first year, Sam Donald could possibly have been saved. We have to save the quarterback, yeah. man. And if we place the one draft choice on this guy, or we're gonna be looking for another quarterback in another two three years. Yeah. Well, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. And the reason why I say we should not fire him after year one is that Sulla, although we sell him as a CEO coach, we all know that he works primarily with the defense, right? So here's the deal: the defenses look good. It has. It's just the offensive side that has had major issues from the very beginning of the season. We've seen the same things in every single game. So if need be, we can move on from Mike LaFleur and get a guy in here that's going to make the change and hopefully, you know, continue to help Zach Wilson ascend. But Sulla, you know, again, we've got to see more out of him going forward as well. I'm just not big on firing coaches, especially if only seven weeks into the season. Okay, only seven weeks. We got more games to go, but this a lot of this stuff, like you said as well, your takes are spot on. It's been alarming. Okay, it's been absolutely alarming to see what we have. So yeah, the last question I have for you, Chris, before I let you go, is what were your thoughts about watching us get beat by screens constantly, man? How did you feel about that? The lack of adjustments in this game defensively to handle screens. That's an indictment on on um, the linebackers, and mm-hmm. you know. And if you knew that, and this is our head coaching, you know somebody's going to go attack you. Say, hey, we wouldn't go to Bill Belichick's going to attack the weakness. You know that was going to happen. So at the end of the day, it's an indictment. We were out. That's why I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying that, you know, he's on the clock because you had two weeks. You came off a, 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 a loss where you were getting killed by a screen, and you didn't know that the other coach was going to eat. A Super Bowl winning coach and a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator wasn't going to use that against you and have the, the mm-hmm. linebackers prepared for that in the film room and talk about how we're going to do to defense that. You know, I wouldn't mind if they got beat by – and Mac Jones, you say, oh, Mac Jones, was good. he just did so passing. Mac Jones is not good down, down uh, 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 long passing. He's a short passing quarterback. So my thing was like, mm-hmm. we knew that. And we didn't yeah. – and, and if you're defensive scheming against Mac Jones, even I said, you know, he's not going to throw – he's not going to beat you long. He can beat you short. And what he did, he mm. did. It was a miss. We were we were out coached today, man. And um, yeah. that's in, in two weeks. That's an indictment on Robert Sala, man. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. last thing I'll say before I get off the phone is that, listen, 
Leslie Frazier was a great defensive coordinator and still is. Great. But the, t- but, uh, the team that might go to the Super Bowl this year got rid of him in the first year, all right, and got somebody, and got somebody in there that's an offensive guy. So, I mean, it's precedent doing that. And I'm just saying, Leslie Fresh was a great defensive guy, one of the best defense coordinators in the NFL, but he couldn't, he couldn't coach an entire team. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, listen, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Woo, Chris was phenomenal. He had a lot of great takes, man, a lot of great takes. We're going to keep into these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. The lines are open. They are hot. Please be patient when you call in. We're going to get to everybody next. I'm going to my guy, Jason. Jason, salutes to you, man. I want to thank you for calling in today, Jason. Jason, this, this, this Jets team is, is really putting me through it, man. 13 to 54, we get destroyed. What are your thoughts about how this defense looked today against this Patriots offense, man? Man, dude, it, it, there's no words to describe it, man. I'm just – I'm controlling myself to censor myself because I'm just so angry, and I know it's your channel, so I'm just censoring myself, but, man – just fired everyone at this point, man. There, 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 there's, there's no excuse for this. Why they're they playing 50 points against us? There's literally no excuse for it. You know, everyone needs to go at this point. You know, GM, yeah. coach, anyone, everyone needs to go. <laughs> yeah, look, I, you know, it's frustrating. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say we need to fire, you know, coaches or the GM, but I understand the frustration. I understand the anger. We're seeing the same darn thing every single week. We see slow starts defense, uh, offensively, excuse me. We're seeing those not guys not being utilized correctly. We're seeing a lack of explosion. I think down, you know, down the down the down the stretch, the the defense definitely got gassed, but they were getting gashed earlier in the game, which kind of surprised me a bit. And that's going to bring me to my next question for you: Is were you surprised to watch us get beat by screen after screen in this game, and there seeming to be no adjustments? To be honest, at this point, no, I'm not surprised. You know, it, it's uh, we've been out coached so many times now against the Falcons. We've been out coached against any other team except. I'm just surprised how we want to get the Titans at this point. But mm. it, it's just so horrible. And what's more head scratching is we had two weeks to prepare for this, and even um, Davis, the wide receiver, said, "Oh, we're waiting for them. Wait, wait for what? We look lost out there. <laughs> we look like we have no idea what to do." Yeah. And now we yeah. became the Bengals last year, too. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, you, you you speaking the truth there, Chris. You're absolutely speaking the truth. It was it was completely mind-boggling to me. They were so physical up front with us as well, especially running on early downs. I mean, what were your thoughts about our defensive line just getting manhandled the way they did today by this Patriots offensive line? How many? How much money we have down there? Because it seemed like we have like one of the worst defensive line in the league. Like I don't know. Like I see sometimes Quill Williams is getting double team, which is uh, which he can't do anything. But the other time, man, didn't we just sign Joan, um, Mike and Miles to sign an extension because he was playing well? Yeah. Like where's he yeah. at? We've been we just paid him. Where's where he's at, dude? Where's the money at, man? Because so far yeah. all these guys have been. Our only sack today was from a fifth-string linebacker. No one from yeah. the defensive line got sacked today. It's horrible. It's horrendous. And especially yeah. with um, 
with um, his um, press conference. I don't know if you saw it, dude. He's not keeping players accountable. It, it, it's so ridiculous. It's so he's out. He's he's co- He's just out of his league right now, man. He doesn't know. Hmm. Speaking of a guy out of his league, let's go to the offensive side of the ball with you. You look at Lafleur, and this offense is hor- horrific, man. It's really bad. What were your thoughts about his play calling to Gay against his Patriots defense? I'm not surprised, you know, to be honest. It's funny, too, because you guys talked about earlier is that Moore had a good play, and then he just sent him down the next drive, man. It's it's kind of like he's showing, like, here, look, you wanted him? Here, you have him for one play, now he can go sit down. Now you can stop yeah. your whining about them. And it's ridiculous, yeah. dude. And I'm so mad right now with Joe Douglas, with this offensive line, with this coaching dude. Now, because now mm-hmm. we got him hood now, and we don't know how long – he would be back. You know, yeah. it just sucks at this point. Yeah, and you were talking about the, the injury to Zach Wilson. Yeah, we're all looking to see what's going to happen going forward because, like you said, that knee injury, uh, he took that shot, you know, from Judon. We'll see, you know, when he's going to be back. But even talking about the offensive play calling, it was horrific today, like you said as well. You know, you, you see a big play out of Elijah Moore, he's able to add a spark, and then he goes to the bench. And it's like, what is going on here? How does he only have one catch on the day? This guy should be utilized all over the place. Another guy that should be utilized that we're not seeing is Denzel Mims, who doesn't have a catch until late in the fourth quarter and basically like garbage time. What are your thoughts about his lack of usage as well? I mean, what is it going to take for this guy to get on the field? At this point, you know, I don't trust this coaching staff. I think this coaching staff is under is way over the heads, and I think they need to be out of here. We need somebody who actually knows his talent. I think it's been shown on the field that these guys can play. It's just these coaching staffs don't know how to scheme these guys open. Even though they talked to this all off season about, oh, we're going to scheme guys to the best abilities, yet they've done nothing of it, of this sort. And now it's tiring, and now it's, now you know what? It's funny, too, because um, Coach Sella, he said it was it's either to to um, put – Pull up or to or to I can't say it because it's kind of censored, but um, is to pull up or stop. And to be honest, we just stopped, dude. We at this point, I'll, the only team I could see us even competing against, and maybe the Houston Texans. After that, though, though, there's any any other team that's capable of just coaching simple stuff can be us. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know. You look at the way that we're playing right now. It's horrific. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling. I would think that if you're Coach Sella and you're looking and you're watching this offense, you're going to start to look to see if you, you know, hey, do I have to take the play calling away from this guy? Do I have to force him to share it with somebody else so that, you know, the scheme and the game goes correctly? Because this is insane. Watching these same slow, sluggish starts is completely ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. What are your thoughts about – the lack of running game as well. Today, I don't, I don't think we necessarily had a great day on the ground. Do you expect us to run more and be more effective running the football against the Patriots? Um, to be honest, I had no idea what going into the Patriots, man. With this offensive coordinator now, with this whole coaching staff, I have no idea to what to expect. I've stopped looking at X's and O's because this, obviously this offensive coordinator doesn't look at it, man. So, to be honest, but something that's very interesting, I don't know if you saw it in the game, is that when um, um, white guard Greg Rowan pushed Moses for the first sack and stopped Moses yeah. from getting that one guy to block, 
I'm surprised he's still in there. <laughs> with with that accountability of this team, man, it's it's just it's just so like what why like of all the moments, it's just why like what can we do? You know, it's just so frustrating yeah. seeing that. Yeah, I just you know this offensive line has been spotty at best, and now especially with the injury to Zach Wilson, and again we'll you know this is live after the game. We're still waiting to see you know what the what the whole you know uh, um, you know diagnosis is going to be with that knee. We don't know yet. We know he's going in for MRI at this point, um, and we'll see you know what's going to happen going forward. We're all hoping and wishing him a speedy recovery. We're hoping we're not going to miss him for long. But you know my final question before I let you go, Jason, is. Let's say Zach Wilson does miss, you know, quite some time. Are you confident going forward with Mike White? How much confidence do you have in him after watching his performance today? He was 20 or 32, had 200 yards, a touchdown and two picks. How do you feel about moving forward with him, you know, for a couple games? To be honest, dude, there's so much wrong with this team. That's really the least thing I'm worried about right now, you know. I'm more worried about this coaching staff. I'm more worried about this GM. There's just so much going on right now that, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter if we do – if we go 1-16 because I don't trust now Joe Douglas to even use the picks correctly. We're, we're in a spot right now that we have no idea. We Our GM can't draft and our coaching can't coach. We're in a bad mm. – the worst situation you can get in a football team. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this was this was a bad loss today. It was bad, and I understand the frustration. Listen, Jason, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good day, man. You too, man, Jetta. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, Jason calling in, venting. This is all it's about, you know. We're all Jets fans. We're all here to, to talk that talk, and it's it's been a tough day to be a Jets fan, tough. We keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. Again, we're waiting on the official diagnosis from the Wilson injury. Uh, according to some reports now, uh, they're saying that it looks like, you know, Wilson, I think, said it was a PCL, and so they're thinking that it is going to be a PCL injury. Again, we'll see. That's just according to some reports right now. We're seeing if it's going to be a PCL. Again, Wilson said it felt like a PCL, felt like something was off. So he's still going in for that MRI. We will see uh, if that's the official diagnosis. So we'll see how long, you know, this knee injury is going to, you know, land him on the situation. Salutes to all of you in the chat, all the savages in the chat. Uh, you know, you folks are the greatest. We'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers next. I'm going to my guy, Monty. Monty's on the line. We're going to hear from Monty. You know how I know it's Monty? Because my alarm goes off. Goes off every time. Listen, Monty, I pay my security good money. I wish that my security could play for the Jets. I think they, they play better on the offensive line than uh, Van Roten or McGovern, you know. I wish yeah, that, uh, yeah. I could, you know, they they could hire them, you know. We could go to jet games together, and then after the games they could leave, you know. They could walk around with me. But uh, Yeah, man, if you – hey, hey, listen, if you if you relied on – if you relied on them for security, I I would be – I would be undetected every <laughs> single time, so. <laughs> I hope you're not paying Greg no. Van Roden and McConnor and Connor McGovern is my security. Yeah, oh, I, hope you're, I hope you're not paying them, <laughs> sir. I might as well yeah. not have security. <laughs> See, might as well. 
just leave the door unlocked, sir. Yeah, might as well. You know, no point. You know what I mean? It, it is, it is. Like you said, leave it, the man? door locked. Leave the door open. What's going on, Monty? Listen, fifty-four thirteen. I'm pretty sure we all saw the game. Give me your thoughts on the New York Jets' sluggish start <laughs> offensively, man. How'd you feel about it? Hey, listen, Joe. You want me to be honest with you? I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to watch the game. My um, I went to uh, I went to church today. My uh, <laughs> my my guy my guy uh, daughter got blessed today, and I left church. Okay. So I'm getting ready to turn on the game, and I see that we're down seven nothing. And I say, you know what? This is not, I, I'm not giving this my energy today. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. By week, you're already down seven nothing, and it's not even <laughs> three or four minutes into the game. I'm not. I'm, mm. I, I decided. I decided not to watch the game. I tuned in. Wow. I tuned into your YouTube channel, and I got the play by play, and I was listening sparingly. That's all. That's the only thing that I could do really. Uh, and I watch I watch some other football games, man. I can't I, I can't do it, man. I cannot do it. Like it just it just drains me to watch the Jets each and every week come in undisciplined, non talented. Just they don't know what they're doing, and I'm tired of I'm tired of of supporting this team, and they give us nothing to watch. This is not real football, man. I was watching I was watching I was watching the Bengals beat. Uh, beat the Ravens today. Like the Bengals mm. were just like a one in fifteen team, like a, a couple years ago. It's just like man, it's just like we're just not watching. We're not watching real football. This is we're, we're just we just love being punished as Jets fans each and every year. Mm. We think guys are good who aren't good. Joe Douglas says Connor. Oh, Connor McGovern. Oh, this guy. He's a he's a hot shot signing. And look, and, and he he gets he gets beat last year. He gets beat. This year, he gets beat next year. He gets beat every single year, bruh. And I'm tired yeah. of it. I'm just, I'm just tired of giving this team my energy, man. And this is why, you know, a lot of people, you know, think that I'm very, very negative with the Jets. But I, it's just like, man, I know what real football looks like. I know what a competent organization looks like. I know what leadership looks like, man. I live in Cleveland, Joe, and I've seen, I, I've seen the Browns, one of the most incompetent football teams. You know, I'm talking about winless, winless, winless one year, you know, a win one game the next year. And, you know, they get picks and they cash in on their picks. And the Browns are now one of the most talented teams after being a, a 0-16 team, you know, a couple years ago. You know why? Yeah. Because they looked themselves at, they looked themselves in the face. They could have they kept uh, their GM, but they said, you know what? We're trying to build culture here. You're not a part of the culture. The the Jets they just don't get it, man. They gon' they don't yeah. get it, and I re, I just I just refuse to watch it. I just refuse to watch it this week, man. Yeah, I mean you didn't miss much. <laughs> you didn't miss much. You, know, you, you you didn't miss anything, dog. Like to be completely honest, we sat here and we watched. We all watched the game together again. Salute to all the savages in the chat. Please subscribe if you haven't yeah. subscribed. Uh, listen, it was a thorough butt whooping. And, I mean, the Jets came out and completely slip walked pretty much the whole game. And New England yeah. came out and started fast and just destroyed us. And this is something that we talked about mm-hmm. during the radio show coming out of this bye mm-hmm. week with, hey, yep. we do not need to come out and be sluggish. We need to change things. We need to come out here and start fast. We saw that with Rex. Right. 
We saw that with the Todd Bowles, right? We talked about this. We saw the slow starts with mm-hmm. both of those guys, guys yep. in the past before that. We need yep. to not do that. Come out, be prepared, ready to go. And it was the complete opposite, especially when you look well, at the offense. And that's where I want to go. Yeah, you, they right. do it every week. You're completely right. They do it every you're week. Right, and dude, if I yeah. see if I see one more video of Salah running <laughs> the steps in pregames, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. I, you should not be running steps. You should not. You should be in the offensive meetings trying to get them to score some points in the first quarter. Enough with the stairs, yeah. man. Enough with yeah. it. You're you're no longer yeah. a coordinator. You need to get this team prepared. Yeah. And that, and that leads me to Goodness. my first question. My next question for you, uh, Monty. You look at this offensive play call. It's horrific, dude. And I'm telling you, it's as predictable as it gets. I literally sat here and predicted a play on fourth down for when we tried to go for it. I said, hey, this is what we're going to do. And right after I said it, that's exactly what happened. It was insane. That same shotgun uh, pass off to our running back, that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. in the game. So we look at this situation. Mm-hmm. LaFleur was brought in here by Sulla. Okay, anything that happens uh-huh. with this staff is going to be a bad reflection on him, right? I'm not a guy that's saying we should right, fire Seller right. first year. I'm not even saying we should fire him second year, right? I want to give this guy time and figure it out. But when you're looking at the offensive coordinator who clearly is in over his head and an offense that is clearly not working, if you're Robert Seller, what do you do? Are you a guy that's going to go in there and take the play-calling duties away from him? Are you going to have him partner with somebody else on the offensive staff? What do you do if you're Seller to try to remedy this offensive play calling issue or this offensive issue in general. <laughs> Lafleur's a he's a fraud, man. I mean, we were sold this. We were we were sold this. Oh, this you know. Uh, he comes from the the Shanahan tree. Oh, do you know who his brother is? Oh, Matt Lafleur. Oh, yay. We're 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 gonna get some real good innovation. He's a fraud. That's all it is. He's just a fraud, and that's okay. That's okay. We tried. You know, we thought this guy was going to be bright because of the pedigree in which, you know, in which he came from. But uh, in order to coach this team, you need somebody special. You need somebody special. And he's just he's just not ready. He's not ready to be able to take, you know, uh, a mediocre offense and 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 be innovative and score points. He's just not he's just not that guy. Will he be that in like, you know, two or three years? I don't know. Right now, it just doesn't seem like he's very prepared to be able to handle the job of um, being the offensive coordinator on the team. And I know he was dealt a um, a crushing blow with uh, Greg Knapp uh, passing. And, um, you know, so you, you, that I'm pretty sure that didn't help him out uh, at all because I feel like he could have, you know, he's a guy who's been been in the NFL for, for years. He was a, he was a lifer. Yeah. And, um yeah. You know, with him going down, I'm pretty sure that was, um, you know, not good for him. You know, because that's somebody that yeah. you can lean on. But yeah, uh, Mike Lafleur, he's just he's just a fraud. And you know, we thought he we thought he was, <laughs> we were still at the bill bill of goods, and he just he's just not it, man. And that's okay. That's okay. We tried. <laughs> we tried. I just I I can't I I can't see us bringing bringing him back. To be honest, I, I tell you it's, what, it's either it's, it's either it's either him. It's either either him. Or Sala that that needs to go because both those guys the, the, the fact that we can't we can't get our team prepared in the first quarter either that's the head coach or that's the offensive coach you know because we haven't been able to score on on, on offense at all so yeah um, and, and the the thing that blows my mind the most about his style 
And again, we're a young, we're a young team. We're in a rebuild. We're trying to figure out who's going to work and who's not. And this is something I talked about with Adam Gaze. This is why it was so important in my mind That's to get what it rid of him like. as soon as possible, right? And it does. This mm-hmm. literally looks like an Adam Gaze coached offense. Was because what mm-hmm. you do is you you either ruin young talent or you put them in a position where we can't tell what they are because you're not playing them and putting them into positions to be effective when you're a bad offensive coordinator. Exactly. And I, that, that's what we're seeing, right, with Elijah Moore. People are already questioning him. He went from the wow. greatest wide receiver in the New York ever right. drafted to being a big question mark where people think maybe he's right. not that good. Denzel Mills right. for a breakout season. He's now right. on the bench and doesn't catch until two minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you don't know what the young guys are. Guess what that does? It completely derails your, your it completely derails your rebuild and sends you into it a sets you back. End. That, mm-hmm. it, it, not only does it set you back, it, it sets you into no man's land. It sets you in the quicksand. You don't know where you're going. You have no clue. You're exactly. That's why you exactly. have a tenure, re- we've had a tenure rebuild versus other teams like the Bills <laughs> who take two, three years to do it. Because they understand how to – this is insane. (laughs) It's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's insanity. Monty, give me your thoughts on on the lack of of usage of these young young offensive weapons that we have. What do you think is the the lasting impact of this, man? You hit the nail nail right on the head when you pointed that – when you you went back to Adam Gase. And the the problem with Adam Gase is just you you didn't know what you had on the team. Because as an offensive play caller, you didn't highlight what the players on the team did well. So you didn't really know what you had in Sam Darn. You, you really didn't know what you had in any type of uh, – even Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. You didn't know what you had in Le'Veon Bell because we really just didn't use those guys correctly. So you didn't know, yeah. well, well, hey, maybe it's, maybe it's Adam Gaze or maybe it's the offensive line or you just didn't know. When you, when you go into a season, when you end the season – and and you have those questions, it's it's very detrimental to your rebuild because you don't know how to move forward. You don't know if you need mm-hmm. to move off of Sam Darner. You don't know if you need to move off of you know uh, you know Adam Gates. You don't. You just don't. You don't know because the the the, the creativity isn't there. As a coach, you're supposed to develop these players and 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 put them in the best situation to succeed. And constantly, Adam Gates didn't do it. And and uh, Lafleur isn't doing it right now. I don't know if Elijah Moore is good. like the way he's looking. I think he he needs to be cut. Like he, you know, like if he wasn't a, a first, if he wasn't a rookie, I was like, yeah, yo, get get rid of this guy, you know. But yeah. you have we we haven't figured out a way to really develop young talent on this team for a very very long time. And Joe, what I'm scared of, even as you know, as a, as a Jets fan, is that this rebuild is going to take even longer than what I expected oh, because yeah, yeah, we're getting, yeah, we're getting draft picks. We're getting draft picks for really good draft picks. And, but we're not developing the talent on this team. We don't have any, we don't have any superstars on this team. We don't mm. have one. I haven't seen one superstar. Okay. Like I told you how I feel about Zach, Zach Wilson. Okay. I think he's talented, but he hasn't shown the talent on the field. And when you're not showing, we don't have players who are showing consistent talent who are young, you know, and that's what makes you a superstar when you're consistently making plays. And we don't have a guy, we don't have a running back, we don't have a receiver. Hell, we don't even have a lineman that can consistently 
hold their position down. And when you and and when you're in that situation, you're you're just you're you're doomed. You're doomed because you don't yeah. know. I don't I don't know how to build the team. I don't know if I should move off the, this receiver. I don't know. I don't know if I should go and tra- draft another uh, wide receiver because you know Denzel Mims isn't uh, becoming the player that I thought he was. I don't know if we need to draft another running back because you know uh, Michael Carter isn't you know performing at the level in which I intended. Like I don't see him just constantly getting better. I see him stepping, taking a step forward, and taking two steps back. And that's what I see with this football team. We make progress in the Tennessee Titans game, and then we just and then we just you know wet the bed against the Falcons. We wet the bed against the the, the, the Patriots. Don't know what yeah. you have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking that talk, Monty. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball with you. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on the lack of adjustments? Just, I mean, we were getting ate up by screens and plays coming out the flash. I mean, it, it literally, Monty, it was like 10, 15 screens in a row, it seemed like. And mm-hmm. We couldn't stop any of those. What were your thought about the yeah. thoughts about the lack of defensive adjustments in this game and just watching the Jets get torched defensively? Well, sometimes, some, sometimes, Joe, it's not even about it's not even about adjustments. It's about the defense is about effort and breaking down and tackling. And you know, like I did, like I did, like I said, I didn't really watch much of the game. I, you know, I just listened to you uh, on your podcast, and um, yeah. you know, I just kept hearing you saying "miss tackle, miss tackle, miss tackle," <laughs> uh, defensive defensive penalty, uh, miss tackle, miss tackle, screen, miss tackle. And defense comes to come. I mean, <laughs> that's all I heard, man. That's literally all I heard. Miss tackle, you know. That's all I said. And, um, that's all I said. Yeah, yeah, you know. And um, sometimes it just comes down to effort and fundamentals on defense. And like I said, I think I think Salah's a good, you know, he's a he's a good coordinator. But I don't think yeah. he does anything that's special. I don't think there's no special effects to it to his defense, you know, to be honest, I, I, I think Greg Williams is a, is, was a, is, is a better defensive coach, you know, because it's, it's aggressive, you know, you're, you know, you're not just waiting for somebody to make a play on you're being aggressive and you're making, you're making plays happen. And the Jets aren't really mm-hmm. making any plays. And when you can't, when you're, when you're not disciplined, when you're not doing your job by tackling, by being in the correct position, when you're not recognizing where, when the screen is going to happen after watching film, mm-hmm. you're going to be in a position that, that you're in. And when the offense isn't playing that well, you're going to get down. You're, you're, you, you know, you're mentally, you're mentally and physically broken when you're, when each and every week your offense cannot score points as a defensive player. It's, 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 you're, you're mentally defeated. And what happens? You yeah. start, you start doing more than what you need to do. You you start to do other people's jobs. You start to miss tackles. You get tired. You lose focus. You jump off sides. You get your butt kicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't. You know, it's just we and, and we don't have we we just don't have enough talent to be be uh to afford to have those um make those mistakes, especially penalties. Yeah. That's all I was hearing. You know, you know, <laughs> touchdown. Oh, touchdown. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Somebody, somebody uh, did something that they weren't supposed to. Now it get called. It, it gets called back. It, you know, it's just. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. You know. This, yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Touchdown! The dude, like, I didn't even see the play, but visualizing how you were saying it, like, what what happened on that play with Osborne? It seemed like he caught a bomb, 
the the defenders held yeah. <laughs> yeah. passing the yeah. beer, and he the dude still caught the pass. Gundry literally grabbed him, literally grabbed him by his chest and his jersey, trying to stop him from jumping. Osborne jumps up, catches the ball, <laughs> still gets the ball, damn near scored a touchdown, still caught the ball, went down, and it was a it was a flag, and he still caught the ball. You couldn't even pass interference right. You couldn't even do that. You got the penalty and couldn't stop him. Listen, listen, Monty. We've had a lot of fun, man. My final question before I let yeah, you go. Man. Give me your thoughts. Zach Wilson is hurt. It sounds like a PCL mm-hmm. at this point, from according to reports. Mm-hmm. He's still going in for an MRI. So everybody listening, okay. we will see what the official thing is, right? But from you know some mm-hmm. of the uh, reports, it looks like a PCL. Give me your thoughts mm-hmm. about this injury, and are you how do you feel you know going forward with Mike White if you know Wilson misses that significant amount of time? Are you confident that you know Mike White can step in and effectively you know be the leader of this football team and quarterback? Hey Joe, you just want to end the call right now. <laughs> you just want to end the call right now, man. Mike White, really? Go ahead. Give it. You know. Take. Okay. So yeah. So this is this is this is huge, man. This is huge. Zach Wilson being hurt, man, because you know Zach Wilson. Yeah. You know he makes a lot of plays. He makes a lot of plays with his legs. He extends a lot of plays, and the big plays mm-hmm. that we do get are, are because of him. Because everything just you know breaks down, you know, the line isn't protecting, you know, Corey Davis, you know, is scrambling, you know, <laughs> we're doing the scrambling drills, and, you know, Corey <laughs> Davis gets open and Zach Wilson throws the ball. That's that's basically our offense. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, we're not – we have Mike White, we're not scoring any points, mm-hmm. basically. We're not <laughs> scoring any points. He's ill-equipped to be able to lead this team. He He's not mm. that – he. You know he's a backup quarter. He's he's not even a backup quarter. He's like an emergency quarterback. You know, and that's no disrespect to him. It's just it just is what it is. He just doesn't have enough experience. He just doesn't have enough tools to be able to play in this league. And you know we don't have we don't even have the correct guys being able to coach him correct. If we if if, if Lafleur can't coach Zach Wilson, how is he going to coach uh, Mike White? I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's the same old same. Um, I feel for uh, I feel for Zach, man, because uh, yeah. it's not it's not as hard. It seems like we're just going to ruin another quarterback, man, and it's it's just a mm. sad thing to see. You see, your boy Sam Darnold got benched, man. Yeah, I I, well, I I didn't watch the game. You know, clearly I was here uh, watching the Jets uh, play fabulously, so I didn't wasn't able to check that out. But <laughs> listen, Monty, I got to get back to these lines. It was an extravagant game to watch. I really enjoyed it. You have yourself a good night, my friend. It was great talking. Brutal, brutal, Joe. Brutal, <laughs> brutal. I'm glad. I'm glad I could just listen to it rather than watch it. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good one. Listen, Monty calling in with his takes. We'll keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. You're watching the stream, uh, you know, as most know. I live stream. The, the the live radio show is also on Blog Talk Radio, Long Beach Joe. Please go there and check that out. Uh, you can also follow me on iTunes as well. The podcast is uh, Long Beach Joe Show. Go ahead and follow your boy on iTunes. Give your boy a five-star rating. Give me some feedback. Um, also live stream as well on Long Beach Joe Jets. Please go there, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Give my videos a thumbs up because, uh, you know, I'm already getting tortured watching the Jets. You know, why not have somebody with me? You know, misery enjoys company. All right. I'm a Jets fan. I love all Jets fans. You know, football fans in general, because I have a lot of people that do uh, subscribe that are not Jets fans. And 
let's 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 talk about this and let's let's enjoy, and let's enjoy the green experience together. Let's enjoy these jets together, okay? <laughs> this team is terrible. So now I'm getting back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to nine five one nine five one. I'm coming directly to you. You look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about this Jets offensive performance. Oh, this is um, GMSN. Can you hear me? Okay, GMSN. Hello. What's going on, my man? How's it going? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm the one that be donating to your channel, man. <laughs> oh, so look, wait, yeah, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. For those of you that don't know, GM. All right, listen, salute to you, GM. I want to thank you for calling in. It's good to finally hear from you, and also thank you for supporting the platform as well. I greatly appreciate it. Give me your thoughts about this game, man. How are you feeling about it? What are your thoughts about watching the Jets get beat 54-13? to 13? Uh, It reminds me of that day when um... – when the Rex Ryan just got blown up by the Patriots, 44 to 13, same way, demoralizing. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I woke up in the morning, you know, the dog peed on my table, you know, whoop him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I and then I, I look forward to this game and it was just a downer. So number one was the offensive line with um, Van Rotten missing many blocks. Um, yeah, as usual. The center, the center, the right guard wasn't opening the holes. The um, <laughs> Vera Tucker was getting blown up on the line. Just not, not a lot, but you know, you, you could, you could notice, you notice everything. Now everybody mm. must appreciate T.J. Mosley. They gotta appreciate that guy. You see the mm. difference when he's not there. He put people in position where they need to be at. He's not there. Look what happened. They ran through the middle all day long. Yeah. So you know, I feel bad for Zach. Hopefully, hopefully he'll come back and turn it around like Joe Burrow did on his second yeah. year. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm, it's just disappointing, man, just to see that. Yeah, dog peed on your table, and the Jets just peed the bed as well against the uh, <laughs> against the Patriots. You know, it's insane. But some of the things that you talked about as well on the defensive side of the ball, like you said, you know, C.J. Mosley, we we knew he was out. You know, he was dealing with that hamstring injury. He tried to go before the game, decided to. Uh, you know, sit. they decided to sit him. You know, I'm hoping that that doesn't linger and he's able to come back. But watching us get destroyed by these screens is what was killing me. Because, okay, look, I understand We, I think C.J. Mosley's great. I was a guy that, you know, was all, all about him coming into the season. He's performed well this season, played well. But you have to have a guy that's going to be able to step in, right, when guys go down. Injuries happen around this league, right? But to watch us get beat by screens constantly, the bad tackling, not rapping, what are your thoughts about that? Because there was seemed to be no defensive adjustments being made to stop that. But then on the other side as well, guys that were in positions to make plays were getting, you know, uh, their tackles getting broken. We saw Ham, uh, uh, we saw Sherwood out there getting the tackles broken. We saw various guys not wrapping on tackles and just getting dusted. I mean, how'd you feel about that? The effort and the lack of adjustments. Well, Sherwood, number one, he's a rookie. He's not a linebacker. He's a safety. To, um, to start with, he's not a real he's not a real linebacker. So this is his first like his real real action. Was he the signal caller of of of, of this defense? Sherwood was he? I think there was. I, I don't know for sure if he was a signal caller. I know Quincy Williams was out there, uh, definitely calling the plays. They had Uh-oh. Phillips out there as well, you know, calling the plays. So there was there was guys out there. 
Yeah, um, we I think we talked. Um, I, I heard you in your show. You talk about these screenplays been killing the Jets because the Jets is an attacking defense, and by uh, and by them not making adjustments, that's all on coaching. That's all on coaching yeah. right there. And I saw that throughout the game. I say, damn, did that bye week? Did they did they take a vacation on a yacht like the Giants did? But it was ridiculous, man. I was like, oh, I said, I could, yeah. I could shut up the television, and I was done. You know, <laughs> I was done. Yeah. No, listen, I hear you, man. It's 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 mind boggling and going to coaching like you said as well. Listen, the the lack of adjustments defensively was kind of astounding, but the lack of adjustments offensively, the sluggish starts offensively. Give me your thoughts about how this this offense can't seem to find its way and the floor seems to be the most predictable and ridiculous play caller, you know, this this season. We've seen him just not be able to get anything going. How are you feeling about how bad of a play caller he's been so far? All right, there were times, okay, that, okay, during them Zach Wilson's last drive, he was moving the ball pretty well, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what I, what they need to do, they should play big. Put your best receivers out there, Mims, Davis. Put, yeah. You got, you got to put them on the outside, put Elijah Moore in the inside. Put Crowder yeah. in there in the inside. You got to put four receivers, play them and everything. Put a big back. Why are they running Ty Johnson on a um, on a what? What was it? Third and inches or what? Third and goal? Why are they running mm-hmm. inside? They should put P Ryan in there. He's big. He could, he'll he'll punch it through. I just don't understand the decisions what they're making. I, yep. I, if you go, if you go, if you got these guys on, the, put your best product on the field. Period. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, let them go to the You know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, that, and that's something, GM, you hit the nail on the head. That's something I think we've talked about all these seven weeks up until now. Or, and we also talked about it early in the show was what, the personnel packages. Why aren't we seeing guys like Mims, Elijah Moore, all these weapons that we have, why aren't they being utilized? Why aren't we seeing them all out there on the field? What exactly are you thinking we should be trying to go all out and be an aggressive and attack style all the time when we talked about the wide receiver position being the strength of this offense. That's what we yes. talked about. We talked about yes. that constantly throughout the offseason, and now it's like you're scared to put all these wide receivers out here. Why? <laughs> what is the point to that? I mean, it's, it's I think just law- mind-boggling. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go it's ahead. mind-boggling. To- so my final question for you, GM, because you're bringing the heat right now, man, is, Zach Wilson, he's gone down. We'll see what the official diagnosis is. He's going in for that MRI. A lot of people saying it's a PCL. That's kind of what's swirling around as well. Some Jets beat writers that have kind of put things out. So, we'll, But we'll see if that's official. What are your thoughts about going forward with Mike White, man? How confident are you in his skill and ability if Zach Wilson misses quite a bit of time? Well, my opinion, this is my opinion. Everybody has a, everybody has a different opinion. Give him a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave Kurt Warner a chance with the Rams. I remember that clearly. Um, this should bring in a veteran quarterback. They have to. It's just automatic, man, because usually the veteran quarterback can see defenses. They have the experience. Mm-hmm. And a veteran, they should have had a veteran quarterback from the jump, from the beginning of the season, to guide Zach and to help him see on the field what he can't see. You know, they, they mm-hmm. should have had that. They should have brought in a – um, who who's our quarterback three years ago? I forgot his name. He's an old quarterback. Josh um, McCown. 
Yeah, Josh McCown or bringing up Chad Pennington to help mentor, you know, to see what he could, what they're not seeing. But they should bring in a, a veteran quarterback. But they should give White a chance, give him a chance, see what he could do, because he was pretty yeah. much moving the offense pretty well. I guess okay, you know. But we'll see. You know, um, it's a young team. People's getting all up in arms. Look, this is a basically a rookie team with second and third year guys. You remind me of the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys back in '89 and '90. So. Um, People, people got got to be patient. I know it's hard to be patient with the Jets. I know it's nerve wracking. Well, you, 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 you are aged ten years every time you watch a game. But um, yeah, we got, we got, we got to give this coach the staff a, a chance. Just give them a chance. Let the team come yeah, together. This, they haven't just completely. Go ahead. No, yes. Listen, I hear you, Jim. But at the same time, the coaching staff has to show you something too, right? Before, yeah, I understand we're young. I get that, but we're a young team, but guess what? This coaching staff should be putting these young players in a position to go all out because we don't have nothing to lose, dog. If we lost, if, if we won, you know, if we missed the playoff this year, no Jets fan is going to be, like, super upset. I think what, what most Jets fans are frustrated by, even myself, is the lack of progression because, okay, then when are we going to start progressing? I understand the first year, you know, of course, we're not, we're not expecting Zach Wilson or anybody, you know, go out there and win a Super Bowl. But you can't tell me that we're not expecting to see Elijah Moore show, show flashes and pop. We're expecting Denzel Mims to show flashes and pop. There's no progression. Mm-hmm. Denzel Mims has actually gone yep. backwards. We talked about before, yeah, right. right? We were saying there was a breakout season. Now we're trying to figure out why he's on the bench constantly. He doesn't get in until fourth quarter. He has one catch a game. Wait a minute. This is supposed to be a guy we're supposed to build forward with and, and break out. Now, now, if yeah. you look at this situation, say we go into the offseason, hell, all the needs that we thought we had, you, you just added way more. Because now it's looking like we might need another wide receiver. <laughs> Denzel Mims is not reliable from what we're – you see what I'm saying? It's like you, you start to see all these issues, and we're wondering, are these issues, are these players that are not talented, are these players that talents aren't being utilized correctly? Is he talented or is his talents not being utilized? And to me, yeah, and everybody not, else, being, it, yeah, it looks like his talents are being utilized correctly. That's a problem because this is a guy that's supposed to be a building block. So these are the questions. Right. This, this coaching staff has got to step up, got to step up, Jim. But listen, Jim, I got yeah, to right. these lines, man. It was phenomenal no doubt, to speak to you. I want to hear from you more, my friend. I want to hear from you more. You know your Jets. You know your takes, man. You have yourself a good one. Uh, you too, man. You take care. All right, you have a good one. Listen, GM calls in. He knows his stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was good to talk to him. It's finally good to speak with him. You know what I'm saying? We go back and forth. He'd be in the chat all the time when we go back and forth. I really, really like discussing Jets football with that guy. So we're going to keep going to the lines, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Salute to all the savages in the chat. You guys are the greatest. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed. Also hit the notification uh bell as well so when i post content you folks will be in the know you know what i'm saying man also give the stream a thumbs up to and share the stream as well wherever you're watching me from friends family across your social media is greatly appreciated so next we're going to my guy chris man chris we're coming directly to you chris salutes to you chris i want to thank you for calling in listen man for 54 to 13 jets got blown away Give me your thoughts about this Jets offense. How did you feel about its performance today? Doesn't surprise me, Joe. Does not surprise <laughs> me at all. <laughs> I'm not surprised. 
<laughs> this is a surprise. Don't worry, this is a good me. I'm glad, I'm glad this is a good you, Chris. We're talking, you know, everybody. I'm trying to stay positive and upbeat. I'm crying, trying, trying to cry to keep. I'm trying to laugh to keep from crying. What surprised <laughs> me today was the lack of 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 usage of Mims and more. I thought these guys should have been impl- <laughs> should have been implicated more into the game plan better, uh, especially Mims. He should have absolutely been implemented into the game plan better. What were your thoughts about the lack of utilization of those players, especially Mims? We didn't see him get a catch until, like, the fourth quarter. How did you feel about that, man? This is like a jigsaw puzzle for me. I don't know why they don't put Mr. Mims as a starter if he's as talented. I mean, and and Elijah Moore either. I mean, I don't know. What's the name of our offensive coordinator again? I can't pronounce his last name. Mike LaFleur? Yeah, LaFleur. Forgive me if I um, mispronounced it. I don't Mm. think – I don't think he he fits. I I don't. I really don't. I Mm. just don't see the talent in him, you know? You could be a better offensive coordinator than him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, I'm not the biggest – You? 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 Or maybe even Venom G. He could be an offensive coordinator. <laughs> Venom, if you're watching, hey, you know it. Hey, man, listen, listen. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to call the same plays that don't work. If it don't work, I'm going to something else. Okay. I'm not going to call the same exactly. plays over and over. And that, that brings you to my next question for you. What were your thoughts about the play of the offensive line, man? Because we saw them, you know, kind of struggling and let a pressure as well. Yeah, about that. Um I'm not surprised either. That's why I always said, that's why during the draft, I always said, let's get the offensive line. Don't worry about wide receivers. We'll get wide receivers, but not right now. Our offensive line is our major weakness. That's where the core is. That's the main core of why we are crumbling. Okay? That's why we need. I know I know it's too early for me to say this, and I don't like predicting the future too much. But I think next draft we must get offensive court, offensive linemen. That's pretty much yeah. all I need to say. Yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts about uh, the injury to Zach Wilson? How confident are you going forward with Mike White if Zach Wilson misses a lot of time? I was hoping you asked me that because I have a lot to say about about it. I heard about what happened because I was at work when I saw the comments about Zachy getting hurt. Yeah, I think this was a setup. I think Bill Belichick wanted this to happen. I, I, I the moment I saw Zachy getting, I heard Zachy got, got hurt. I knew for the fact mm-hmm. that I knew Belichick set this up. This was a setup. Mm-hmm. He wanted this to happen, and that's why I cannot forgive him for that. He wanted it. Mm-hmm. He, he knew. He knew how good he was. He knew how good he was. And yet mm-hmm. he actually let it happen. He knew. And that's what pissed me off. Yeah. Not only does Bill yeah. Belichick attack, um, attack young rookie quarterbacks, he injures, he injures them too. This has gone yeah. too far. I'm sorry, Joe. This has gone too far. Our quarterback hurt? No. Yeah. That, that's crossing the line. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he took a, took that late shot from Matt Judon, but even before he took a hit that, you know, I definitely – his leg just – the way that it bent back, I was like, whoa, but he was able to pop up. And then that hit by Matt Judon, I don't know what it did, but it definitely oh. jacked his knee up. 
Listen, Chris, this, this is, is this, this is a great. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, this was planned. This was planned by mm-hmm. by Bill Belichick. He wanted this to happen. Well, he wanted him to get hurt. Well, you no, know, I don't. I don't know that. You know, I, I don't. I don't think we necessarily know that, but we do know that he went out there. You know, Matt Judon was playing hard. Everybody's playing hard. Injuries happening. You know what I'm saying? But it just sucks to see Zach Wilson get hit like that. He goes down, and now we're you know looking to see what's going to happen again. He's getting that MRI, so we'll see what happens going forward. But kind of is what it is. But listen, Chris, I want to thank you. Yeah, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night. All right. Uh, you too, buddy. You have a good one. All right. All right. You have a good one. Listen. Chris calling in, you know, he he despises Belichick. I get it, you know, but at the same time, again, <laughs> uh, injuries happen in this league. It just sucks to see Zach Wilson go down because, again, he's our young rookie quarterback. We're hoping to really have him out there and see how he progresses. But man, there, this this performance was horrific, and the Patriots just kept their foot on the gas the entire game. The entire game, they kept their foot on the gas. They came out ready to go. They came out fast, a lot of trick plays. They came out just throwing everything at us in the kitchen sink. They were not going to be denied. They were not going to be denied. You know, this was an embarrassing performance for the New York Jets. Embarrassing. So, oh, this has been a phenomenal show. I want to thank everybody for calling in. Man, salutes to all the savages that watched the game with me and the live radio show, we just we have so much fun. Even when the, the games end up like this, it's just I want to thank everybody for just joining and going back and forth with folks. So I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues under the bridge. I am the troll that lives under that bridge, and I will troll you right back with my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. USC fight on. He did have a penalty today, but he played all right. He played all right. All right? Now, Greg Van Roten, trash. Connor McGovern, trash. He played all right. (laughs) He played all right. He can play better. We don't need no penalties from you, Vera Tucker. Clean that up. But he played all right. All right? So I have that jersey on at all times. You can also follow the show's page as well at Long Beach Joe Show. Long Beach Joe. Right there on Twitter, at Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and follow. Follow you right back. Let's go back and forth. People want to talk to me about Jets, please do. You want to talk to me about life. Some people like talking to me about their life. No issues. I'm here to listen. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That's where you'll have all the live streams, uh, my content for the Jets. Uh, I put out Jets videos as well. We also play games on this channel, too, from time to time. When my schedule's clear, we sit down, we play video games, and we have a lot of fun. Street Fighter, Madden, NBA 2K, Outlast, all kinds of things. So please go over to Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, subscribe, and turn on your notifications there. Also give my videos a like. You know what I'm saying? Greatly appreciate it. Share the streams, too, if you could. Friends, family, social media, all that stuff. Greatly appreciate it. Man, this was a tough game. (laughs) And when you folks see me in person, because you will see me in person, all right, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs, the hugs will always remain free no matter what anyone tells you. 
The hugs will never cost you a dime. Free hugs for everyone. I want to thank everyone for listening. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call into the show. And always remember, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I'm wearing pink. Okay, please, if you can, go to Susie G. Coleman Foundation fundraiser page that I have across all of my social media. It's on my link tree and everything. If you can give a dollar, $2, anything you can give is greatly appreciated. We're trying to raise about 250 bucks. It's a small amount, but we're trying to do what we can to bring the fight to breast cancer and spread breast cancer awareness. So please do that if you can. I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace.